Hello, this is Claire Artista and this is my Creative Inspiration Podcast. And in this podcast, I'm going to talk about the big no, like the judgment that we have within ourselves about the different layers of it and where it comes from and what we can do about it. And when I'm talking about the big no, I mean that sense inside of ourselves that just says that we shouldn't do the things that we really want to do. So we have this force inside us that says, oh, I really want to go on holiday or travel or I really want to buy a house in a foreign country (laughs) or I really want to have my own studio or I really want a nice home um, but can't find one and I really want to make this, I really want to have this kind of a relationship. And then an equal and stronger than, not an equal and opposing force but an an equally sort of it's it's not just opposing whatever passion or dream or thing even small act that we want to put into being but it's also it's like inverting the power of the thing so it's not just removing the the passion and the energy behind like the impetus behind the thing that says like wow, I really feel this. I've got this strong feeling. I want to do this thing. I want to go out and do it, make it happen. And all that energy and, and potential and and kinetic energy that's moving us towards that, the universe, which is picking up the slack around us and providing opportunities for us to move towards that, and the people and things around us that are facilitating it and seeing us on this path want to support us or they're just there supporting us whatever resources or people or contacts or interconnections that go on around us whatever relationships are pushing us towards this as well like it's not just like our passion is this singular force or a a thought or like something that makes our heart beat a bit faster like our, our passionate want to do anything or the dream that we have inside ourselves is intimately connected with the world like it's intimately interwoven with a million billion different things and the universe is kind of calling it out of us calling it through us and calling it into being in a way that um when we have the know that comes along that i'm going to explain a little bit more about in a minute the know that comes along is this just this massive block that stops all these interconnectedness things happening and it's not just like shutting down an idea in someone's head it's shutting down all the knock-on positive effects and consequences in future generations and thousands of years to come it's blocking that whole stream of happenings and energy and improvement in the world and that's really really important to to know that when you have a passion a dream a gorgeous thing that you feel such a strong sense of I must do this I really want to do this whatever that noise coming from and whatever amount of layers it holds within you you have a duty to manifest that thing to be happy and well and in, in, in pleasure and in enjoyment you have a duty because the knock-on effects of that are that even if it's just that I want to go and eat a bit of cake and drink a cup of tea 
even the consequences of that that might affect your best friend who sees a photo of it on social media and thinks, oh, you know, I love that whole thing of just indulging oneself of an afternoon and sitting with tea and cake. I really need that. Here I am slogging away doing a job that I'm not really enjoying very much. I'm just going to take a half hour out and eat some cake and drink a cup of tea. Like even the consequences of that can be immense. They can help other people slow down, enjoy life, appreciate small things. And the more you step into the more of your dreams and you have this accelerating, um, accelerating, um, I'm thinking of accelerating, but it's not like moving forward faster and faster. It's more an acceleration of the vibration. So like it's an evolution of the energy of the more you attain what you love and believe in and are passionate about, the more you um, move towards and achieve things that you really believe in and are really passionate about, then the more you are capable of doing that. And that sounds fairly obvious, but it's really profound because the less you do it, the less capable you are. It's like an atrophied muscle that isn't being used. So the, the more you follow your dreams, the more you influence other people, you know, like if in the whole of your life, the only good thing that you do is eating a piece of cake and having a cup of tea on your balcony and just enjoying the panorama and whatever and somebody one other person sees that on social media or happens to pop by at that time and joins you and is happily influenced by that imagine the change that might be made in their lives that they might do make a u-turn in their you know just crashing ahead and not being reflective not indulging themselves every now and again not not allowing themselves a break in a busy schedule all of these things you know, that everything can be ritualized, everything can be made into something that's good for us. You know, having a tea break every every hour and drinking tea and cake, eating cake isn't like entirely healthy. But as part of our really healthy and happy and fulfilled lifestyle, tea and cake on a balcony is like really freaking amazing. And imagine if that's the only thing you did. Imagine all the other things that you do that are really good goodly embracing your dream and following your dream and moving to into your dream like for example one of the biggest influences i had was when i was on a tv show about house hunting and it wasn't just that people were like oh cheap houses in italy i'm going to go there but a lot of people who wrote to me and like the less superficial people who weren't like out to eat a piece of Italy, um, the, the, there were absolutely streams of people who wrote to me, even though I thought the, the TV show was really dumbing it down and making it look like, in a way, just making it look really dry and boring. But so many people just wrote to me and said, you have changed my life. Like you did this, you just had the guts to do it. And you went to this other country and they, they didn't know that I'd even driven all the way here. <laughs> and I didn't get on a, an easy jet flight, you know, to Rome. I flipping drove all the way here with my cat and all my possessions in my car and like took this massive leap of faith that, and it didn't go right. You know, it totally went wrong and it was completely arse over tit, as we say in Scotland. And, um, and it was like that for a good couple of years before I got on my feet. And even then it was bloody difficult for quite a lot of years. But the point being, people saw this one aspect of the story like the deepest aspect of the story which was that i'd stepped into the void and i just made a massive leap of faith and i'd done it you know i 
whatever else was going on in my life. I was painting, I had a roof over my head that belongs to me, I had a great quality of life, I was happy and fulfilled and I owned my own home and I got it for like such a ridiculously low price and um, I was really happy and fulfilled. And people just saw that and thought, wow, if you can do that with 10,000 euros, imagine what I could do. You know, I've got a bit of savings. If you could do that as a, a single woman, just like stepping out into a foreign country and learning a language and so on. God, imagine what I could do with my resources that I've got behind me and my savings and my, you know, this kind of thing. It, um, the influence that you can have in the world is immense. And so it's really important to remember that, that the more you're following your dreams, it's not like you're doing it in a completely isolated way, just for your own selfishness. And that concept in itself is another part of the like, no, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't be enjoying myself because other people aren't enjoying themselves. Like that's an incredibly, incredibly limiting bondage of a thought that binds us to other people's pain. And it's incredibly damaging to not just to our own life and pleasure and evolution as a human being and as a spiritual being but it's also really damaging to the world because it means that for all the ways that we hold ourselves back all the people who we come into contact with in the world and all the myriad various ways that we come into contact with them will be influenced by that holding back and it it might not mean that you do a tv show and tell a million people about how you held back it might be like that they just pick up from you you know they p pick up this frustration and um, this held in energy this maybe even anger that you didn't follow your truth when you were younger and um, it might it might influence people to also be fearful and to hold back and often what happens when we're we're holding back from life and holding back from things that we really love and want to do and, and enjoy um there's there's uh, there's just like infinite amounts of influence in that um it's a bit hard to put into the world like all the subtle subtle influence that radiates out from you um it's not about like what your individual achievements are but it's about you your unique passions and wants and needs in the world and whether or not you pursue them it's not about somebody else is doing that activity more than you somebody's got a bigger house than you with a bigger balcony and a bigger panorama uh, or someone's got more money or whatever it's about you and what you want to and and feel and feel the want to do and want to manifest and have like your deepest passions um it's about the relationship between what you do and what you want to do and like how you follow through with that because that dynamic energy of knowing what you want feeling it and knowing what you want and knowing what you enjoy in life and then asking for more of it in the world like that dynamic energy that movement forward into the thing that you're doing that you love doing and then the movement beyond that to wow i, I still love doing this but there's something else i want to do even more uh, so moving towards that and and that that expansive energy is the essence of what human beings should and can be and I'm not saying that every human being on this planet in this moment has those opportunities, but the majority of us in the Western world, even if we're on the dole and getting social security support from the government to have a roof over our head, 
we have immense riches and it's an absolute absurdity that we are brainwashed into thinking that we haven't we have most of us have secure homes or we have some access to some safety net that even if we lose our home and can't pay our mortgage, there's a, a system, a social security system, or we've got friends and family and community who will always support us. There's very few people who are genuinely on the downward spiral that they think that they're on. Most of us are very, very comfortable in life. And even if we're like tied into all these debts or difficulties or seeming lack, the things that we do have are immensely, immensely rich. They are immense amounts of resources. And the more we appreciate that and realise that and get rid of the nose in our head and all the layers of holding back, then the, the more we can start to enjoy and be fulfilled and interact in life in a way that inspires others and helps others and it gives energy to others and and helps others heal and and know their worth and so on and so forth like basically when we're really following our dreams and our pleasure and our goodness and what we love that radiates out on so many levels to so many people even if we're sitting on our own praying and in contemplation silently in a cave in a mountain far from other people or we're sitting locked in a room in a tower block, in a city, in the middle of Europe somewhere. No matter what we're doing, we're radiating an effect outwards, whether people see us and acknowledge us or not, or the more visible we allow ourselves to be according to what works for us, the more we can create positive knock-on effects in the world. And yeah, that's what it's all about. So I'm going to talk a, a little bit also about what the no is, because um, there are many different layers of no and the one main important point I want to uh, bring into the conversation, it's not a conversation yet because I'm speaking first, <laughs> but if you would like to reply to this, I love, love, love to hear replies to any of these podcasts. It's an amazing dialogue to have with you. And um, the most important thing about the no is the no is something that comes from the outside of us and gets put inside of us and it comes via our senses and via our brain and our cognitive ability and it either gets absorbed or it doesn't get absorbed but because we have such prevailing negativity in most of our cultures there's very few um, cultures that have a, a national happiness index I think there's just a country in the far far east that, that has a national happiness in index is it Bhutan or somewhere I can't remember um, but because we don't measure quality of life and happiness particularly, even if we are moving towards that more and more, um, there's a huge amount of um, negativity, and much of it connected with economics, which is an incredibly, incredibly hierarchical, um, all-flowing, one-way kind of a, a flow. Uh, money doesn't have to work like that, and economics don't have to work like that, and lots of people are campaigning and actioning change in economics but on the whole economics was created in order to uh, enslave people essentially and to channel uh, financial wealth and gains and power upwards to a few rich white men and on the whole in the world it's pretty much still doing that um, it's still moving upwards to people who behave 
like rich white men and who mimic that that patriarchal pyramid and um yeah so the economics is something that we can step out of the economic like that that energy flow that is sort of going all the way up to the top of the pyramid but it's not so it's not so easy to just like start living in a completely different economic system or constructing a new one from scratch or just avoiding being part of it like most of us will have to be connected with some sort of um national tax system and or um pay for things in shops in order to survive if we're not completely self-sufficient um you know we'll have to pay for our internet somehow and for our telephone and communications and so on so we pretty much most of us have to pay into that system in some way and it's all about how do we allow that to influence us like are we bound to it and slave to it or like tied down by it or is it something that liberates us and for it to be something to liberate uh, for it for it to liberate us it has to, we have to be aware of what it is what the machine actually is like what the system actually is um so on the whole the system is made to keep a lot of people on the the so-called lower level of the pyramid the base of the pyramid and keep them disempowered and in a state of fear and tension and consuming so that they don't realize their their own collective power and individual and collective power and so that they don't rise up and say well actually we all choose to be equal or we all choose to have um wealth and riches and well-being and abundance and to be cooperative rather than at war with each other and um, one of the ways they do this um, they, I mean, one of the ways the system does this and lots of people within the system, including ourselves, one of the, the ways we all um, feed into this system and condone it and support it is by agreeing to limit ourselves and to be much less than we're supposed to be. And we do that by creating or absorbing from around us from a young age we are conditioned to believing in our own limitations and to working from fear rather from love than from love and fear in everything not just in things where it's actually appropriate like yeah you should be afraid of walking along a railway track where when it's a live um route and there might be a train coming um it's danger you should feel fear if you're a child and you're walking along at the edge of a busy road and playing at the edge of the curb uh, the sidewalk and yeah you should have fear if you've got a, an instinct that somebody is acting more and more aggressively towards you and they're in your home and you should move away from that or find a safer place to be like there are times and places for fear in our lives but the majority of people in the so-called western world in this time and place are in a state of extreme anxiety all the time like they don't even know they're in it because everyone else is in it and it's just fucking normal and that is it might be normal as in normal meaning everybody's doing it but normal isn't healthy and healthy is a very different thing than being in a high state of tension all the time so the way we get conditioned to be in this high state of tension is that we get nose we get no nose drilled into us when we're babies we're not often not even allowed to make choices about touching things 
and learning what they are by touching them. Like we're not allowed to touch a flame because it's like instead of instead of allowing a baby one time to put its finger over a flame or put its hand over a flame and understand immediately in every cell in their body, like, whoa, that's sore. It's not like they're walking into a freaking oven, you know, and burning themselves alive. Putting one's finger over a flame is a most excellent way to learn what is flame. Um, allowing a child to fall on the ground and pick themselves up is an incredibly, incredibly learning situation. It's an incredibly powerful way of learning the difference between the ground and themselves and what it feels like when we don't take care of our take care to balance when we just run haphazardly in front of ourselves and go crashing down a hill it's really important to learn these things but but what we learn instead at a very early age and i could go into the whole birthing process and how we're birthed into negativity often and there's a lot of negativity involved in birth but for now i'm just talking about um you know what happens from a very young age what happens is the parent creates this bondage with the child, which they already have a natural, healthy bondage with the child, but they create a negative bondage because they're already living in fear. And rather than letting the child have the freedom, the liberation, like the real human liberation, to learn things for themselves in a, in a real, natural, holistic way, instead, they either raise their voices, move quickly and control the body of the other of the uh, the being the small being and quickly yank them away move them slap their hand or in some way um like both diminish and blame them and punish them for um for for just trying to learn something and what happens in this moment is that the child who's trying to learn becomes rigid like immediately has the sensation that just know like you should not do this you should not reach out and learn you should not investigate nature you should not you're not allowed to feel things you're not allowed to it's getting all this programming is getting downloaded in this very quick gut movement that is from the reaction of the parent in fear that essentially they're stopping the child from hurting themselves but the problem is that if we don't learn to hurt each ourselves like we're basically breaking our connection with everything around us and that big no is something that it, it is absolutely ubiquitous like it, it's ubiquitous it's everywhere like the knowing knowing n-o dash i-n-g the no's are are just like it it's like the rule of thumb like the rule of the of the conventional psyche even though this is shifting just now, the majority of people have grown up in times when they're told, no, you can't do this. No, you shouldn't do that. No, you shouldn't invent things yourselves. No, you shouldn't go out for adventures in nature. No, you shouldn't explore. No, you shouldn't express different views. No, this, no, that. And it's all of it brings us tighter and tighter and tighter into a small, a smaller and smaller, a more diminished version of who we're really meant to, do, to be and to, and the kind of, doing that we could naturally be capable of um so the no starts like maybe on the outside as a, a mental construct and a physical um inhibition and then we absorb that in ourselves often when we're in a primal period like where we're very small and we're purely absorbing everything we will literally mimic our parents so whatever 
fearful, heart-pounding, brain-closing, sensory, stiffening activity, the action that they make, like they, they grab us away from a, a radiator that's like a hot flame or whatever, it pull us away from the fire, whatever um, sudden action they take that's, that's stopping us from exploring, we will like embody that and like we'll, we'll entrench it in our emotions, it'll affect all of our cells, it'll like come into our very holistic being and it'll maybe like send off a signal to a, a particular organ and a part of the brain that says okay no must do what parent says like must be safe oh the world is frightening i must not explore i do not want i don't want to do this i shouldn't do this and what happens is throughout an education system which is very much about getting people to conform rather than getting rather than getting them to really think for themselves we are told in all these different and very profound ways like don't learn for yourself. Listen to what other people say and behave yourself. Don't express yourself. Listen to what other people say and behave yourself. Don't think for yourself around your own health. That's you're not sovereign over your own body. You need to listen to a doctor and a medical system. Don't think for yourself. Don't learn for yourself. And then uh, we're told not to not to think our own or feel our own sensations or believe our own experience around spirituality because that's what like the church will tell you what to, around that or some guru or somebody else in whatever stream of consciousness we choose to follow for our religion they will tell us what to think and ultimately we have our sovereignty completely removed like we have our spiritual ownership of our being and of this life experience completely removed from us and the no's become more and more significantly impacted into our being and we become like tighter and more rigid more physical basically like it's part of the the natural cycle of coming down into embodiment of like being a spiritual being and being in a in a human embodiment is very simple and beautiful and lovely and and easy and effortless but we have this sort of perversion of that where we become this horribly horribly tight little compressed version of the cells it's like it makes me think of those you know those washcloths you get for like your face it's like a travel washcloth and it's a compressed little cotton face cloth and you put it in water and then like it's incredibly light and you can carry it around and it's like devoid of anything it's just like a little biscuit almost a little dry biscuit dried out biscuit and then you put it in water and it becomes this amazing face cloth we're a bit like this little dry version like this little dry thing that's just had everything squeezed out of us maybe so that we can just be carried around by the system you know so that we can just like perform as part of this system instead of doing you know being all lovely and fluid and filled with water and doing what we're really meant to be doing in the world um you'll notice that a, a lot of people when they get older they get drier and their ideas are drier their emotions are drier and everything's a lot more rigid and that's like the nature of our illnesses when we're older is this dryness and dried outness and like as a juicy, alive, vibrant human being, that is not how we're meant to go out of the world and it's not how we're meant to live in the world and it's not how we're meant to come into the world but we're kind of encouraged to be that because it just works for the, the system and it works for lots of individuals in the system because when we start to really be our full, vibrant, juicy selves, 
it's really hard for everyone else who isn't being their juicy, vibrant, alive self because it shows up what they are, you know, and they don't like that. So, yeah, um, the no, the no, there, it, it's, it's on many different levels, but it comes from the outside of us. And because it comes from the outside of us, we can, we can guard the gates of our senses to not allow it to influence in us anymore. We can follow our own trains of learning uh, so that we learn different things, not just the things that we're being told by other people or by people in power. We can learn completely different things that are actually more about expanding and being well and healing and being a whole person. And also we can detox ourselves, which is can mean a lot of things like detoxifying ourselves can mean lots and lots of different things it can mean like you know cleaning your liver out cleaning your kidneys out um cleaning your mind out from negative thinking um learning to relax and relax the body relax the mind uh cleaning ourselves out that way um drinking a lot of water works on lots of different levels not just the physical one it can really help our emotional body and help just flush things through our body you know if we have a good level of liquid in our body we can we can be more fluid in lots of different ways there's more flow in us it's something that's literal and metaphorical and energetic um and ultimately um awareness like consciousness of ourself of understanding our own nose and whether or not they're actually true you know so many of us go through whole lifetimes saying something negative in our, inside our own minds saying it out loud saying it to our friends our children our our siblings our our fellow workers our fellow pupils at school we we just repeat these things that are negative without ever questioning is that actually like, is it a natural law? Is it actually the truth of the universe? Is there an an opposing version of that that's equally true? You know, anything to do with <clears throat> you cannot you cannot do this. Question it, listen to yourself and be aware of when you're saying no or when you're saying a limitation. I just want to flag up too, particularly women have these very literal no's that they put onto their bodies that are like completely fucking nonsensical like they own the only purpose they serve is to stop the women having pleasure and being well and healthy and happy that is the only purpose and that is not necessary if you really want to do that in your life and be negative about your own body and well-being then just be conscious about that's what you're doing but that so many women are consistently on a daily basis if they're ever questioned about their body they will instantly say something negative about it like really really negative something about it being ugly or overweight or not working or being bad or being oh i am terrible and they'll start saying like digging taking apart their own behavior their their own character their own loves and and they'll have a, a disclaimer before it they'll be like oh I, I shouldn't really do this but i really love this instead of just saying i love this i am enjoying it that's okay you know even when they're given compliments we often as women the first thing we'll do is diminish it by saying oh yeah well it only costs this much or actually oh it's very old or blah 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 and and just completely taking the beautiful energy out of it 
and this is part of the no like we think of the no as something like oh i'm really i'm really positive and happy and i'm always being taking a you know taking the the happy side the positive side of the argument and looking at the possibility but then it comes to our own bodies and well-being and it's like fuck, we're just like the complete martyrs and the most important thing is that we actually are able to say we're doing to say and know and sense when we're doing that and it's not that we have to like have an, have an, an even an other, a further no even another no that says I shouldn't be doing that I shouldn't be saying negative things to myself it's not that it's it's more that just like when we when we're aware of what we're doing and when we're aware of what we're doing negatively we can just release our attachment to it like we don't have to do it anymore and that's ultimately the state that we're we're looking to cultivate in our lives is this very gentle just allowing each note to come up like bubbles in a, a fizzy glass of fizzy pop or fizzy water just allowing things to rise to the surface because they naturally will like when you are focused on positive follow your dreams happy lifestyle and well-being and natural vibrant health when you're taking care of yourself taking your time allowing everything to happen in its right pace and the right season when you're in tune with nature and in tune with your own nature within yourself your own biology your own cycles and rhythms and moods and wholeness when you're in tune with all of that and you're just moving with it naturally it will not things will naturally rise to the surface like symptoms will rise to the surface in order to be expressed and let go of things will move from the inside outwards and also things will come up in your mind in order to be let go of and you can ultimately get into the end of this uh, podcast now that's where art comes in because whatever is going on inside your being can be encouraged to come out and move with that flow that natural exiting that natural letting go and that's where art is like this incredible vehicle that that supports that process it supports your ability to let it go and also your unique art path your unique absolutely inimitable creative power and potential is the only thing that can teach you that you know it's not about learning a technique and then following it it's about what you're unique that is where the power is you're absolutely quirky beautiful inimitable thumbprint fingerprint uh, dna uh, uniqueness is like that's that's where your absolute power is you can use arts in lots of different ways and learn lots of different disciplines and lots of styles and levels of competence but ultimately it, you have a unique blueprint like a unique um dna of your creative power and the the most power you can have in your life and the most energy and and creative power within your life comes through exploring that like that actual creative flow like there's all the creative flow in the universe and there's your unique manifestation of it which means that when it comes through you it is uniquely yours and uh, cannot be imitated by anyone else so that's what the real school of art is all about and that's what I talk about in my artwork and my writings and it's about following your absolute instinct and your and your path as a like your 
your inimitable brush stroke not not that it's a thing that each time you make a brush stroke it's got a particular style it's like your your movement forward in your art path your your evolution in your own creative trail that's um like that's where that's where your power lies and in creating your own world and knowing yourself expressing yourself and being able to create your beautiful life um, please have a look at the links below this podcast and please share this if you know somebody who would be inspired by it and please comment below or message me directly through this website or wherever you see the podcast and um, thank you so much for listening it's quite a long one this one I hope it's useful to you loads of love and ciao